checking out my podcast, I promise to keep real talk true to its title. Always honest and always real. So I've been a Bulls fan, Chicago Bulls fan, my entire life, which was not easy growing up here in Southern California where the Lakers during that time, as I grew up, were that team and pretty much continued to be that team throughout, you know, the decades, um, if you would. But, But let me just tell you, I was not the Bulls fan while they were only winning championships. And championship after championship, I'm going to just say that for the record. But um, I was a fan before that. And if if you're an old school hoop head and you go back, you're going to understand, like, there was a time when Michael Jordan and the Bulls could not get past the New York Knicks. They could not get past the Detroit Pistons. These were, like, obstacles. Those two teams were just, like, obstacles that were sitting in the way of a championship or an Eastern Conference, actually a finals appearance at that time. And, I mean, the league at that time in the NBA, oh, it was different. Okay, like Steph Curry era and the no more hand checking. I mean, go back and look at video. Like hard fouls were giving somebody stitches, sending them into the front row. Like those were hard fouls when Michael Jordan was coming up at that time. So, the Piston, the bad boy team, used to beat him up. Beat him up. Just rough him up. And I'm watching this. I'm like, yo, that's not right. Why are they doing my guy like that? And I'm seeing this incredible player not be able to get past this hurdle. And I love growing up watching Michael Jordan and just being able to see him. Like, I was at that time junior high school, so I'm looking at him like, man, this is my guy. It just made me despise the Pistons. I'm like, man, y'all are dirty. And the Knicks, I'm like, I can never like the Pistons or the Knicks. Like, just because they were just beating my guy up, you know, as I'm watching this. I'm a Bulls fan. I'm really, and I became a Bulls fan really because of Michael Jordan. That's why I'm a Bulls fan still. Um, And just see him getting knocked down and knocked down. And then seeing how he transformed his body in a season and realized that, yo, this is just how they're going to play. They're going to beat him up constantly. Cool, let me get stronger. He came back with muscle on him that was different. And I was like, whoa, he swelled up. Like, okay, he's ready for this. And I remember him coming down, getting up limping after certain fouls. Like, And now he came back physically prepared for that to fight through it. And that was so powerful for me to watch. Seeing him go from the guy who was getting beat up by a team to a guy who came ready to give it to that team that was beating him up. The mindset that I saw in Michael Jordan at that moment was something that I appreciate and remember forever just because of how it empowered me. Like, okay, cool. So you can be that person who gets beat up beat up, beat up, and then you can win. And then you can win again and again. Then you can go and try baseball, realize that it doesn't work out, and come back and win again and again and again. That's what's possible. This is all stuff that happened. I'm not telling you something like, oh, you'll never be. No, you can actually do it. Like, it is is possible. I've seen it. So now that kind of also shows me if, 
I can fight through the obstacles that have been in my way. Like, what is on the other side of that? Like, if I can actually try to knock this wall down in front of me, what's on the other side? So how, how bad do I want to prepare to take on this wall, if you would? All right, so I've also been a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Kind of stopped watching the NFL more recently. I'm just aware of too much, these head injuries and all that. But anyway, I've digressed. Um, being an Eagles fan since Randall Cunningham, watching that dude out there running around, he was just my guy. I, lo- I loved Randall Cunningham, which is why I became a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So I know you're getting a lot of sports info from me in this episode. I hope we're getting to know each other better now. But um, being an Eagles fan, oh, it's never been fun. And... For all the Cowboys fans listening to this podcast, no, I really don't like you that much, but I I love you, okay? (laughs) Um, But the Eagles would just get that team that could not get past it. And then, as of recently, you know that they won a championship. Shout out to the Eagles. Um, But it was how they did it that was so amazing to me because they had some really great teams. Then they had this whirlwind of a coach called Chip Kelly who came in, dismantled the team, Uh, got rid of the best players that we had, made it just a different team that was not operating right. Now he's over at UCLA causing the same ruckus. Terrible coach. That's a a good shout-out right there for a terrible coach shout-out. But just completely dismantled the team. Um, In comes the new coach with not a lot to work with, figures it out. We get a good quarterback, Carson Wentz. He's looking amazing. So the team is now looking like It's ready to do something. Well, Carson Wentz gets hurt. Nick Foles comes back. Nick Foles was the backup at one point who couldn't get the job done. Here he is now, some years later, had some time to learn the game better, had some time, I think he was even out of the league for a little bit to understand what that is like. So, if you know, talking about highs and lows like we have, like, look at that. You were a backup. You're out the league. Here you are again, coming in to fill in. There was no real set superstar on that Eagles team. There was no LaShawn McCoy. There was no Deshaun Jackson. There was no Donovan McNabb or Randall Cunningham or no superstar player, if you would, on either side of the ball. They won the championship that year. And it's such a testament to the strength of fighting through the disbelief, the naysayers, you know that you have a position to do. Now, it does require everybody else to play their position amazingly as well, which they all did, which makes that win so special because having 11 players on the field at the same time doing the same thing, that's a tough thing to do. (laughs) But they were able to push through it and seeing In sports, like, that's one thing that I've always enjoyed about sports as well. More than the sport is the lessons learned through the sports. Like, being able to do what you got to do to push yourself past it. Especially, I mean, obviously you can't do that if you're on a team that's just garbage and they're not in the same mind frame. So, lucky for you, every day when you're living your life, you don't have a team of 10 other players that (laughs) that you got to work with. You get to figure it out for you, which is always rough enough. But be honest and aware 
of like running the right race. And and here's what I mean by that. Sometimes you could be, but I'm fighting and I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm trying. And it's like, well, yeah, but what are you trying to accomplish exactly? Because if you clearly know what you're trying to accomplish, the steps that you need to take start lining up. If you don't know what you're trying to accomplish, you can be real, real busy doing things that don't really make sense. So be careful of that trap. I've caught, I've, I've been caught in that trap a few times where I've caught myself doing something. And it's like, wait, wait, why am I spending so much time over here? And now I'm getting frustrated and I'm, I'm not successful. What was the point of this? Super easy that it happens. I don't know how it happens. I can't explain to you how that happens. Maybe you're in that moment right now where you're like, oh my gosh, that's me right now. Like it happens where you really think you knew what you were doing. Now all of a sudden you're kind of caught doing stuff that doesn't all the way make, make sense to what I was trying to accomplish. So be really aware of the race that you're running. Like one of my thoughts goes to uh, Michael Phelps, um, the Olympic swimmer, right? Like, Michael Phelps, I think he's like 6'4", which is like my height, close to my height. But the difference between him and I is he's got like a super long torso, right? You know what I mean? So like his like from waist to up is like just extra long. His legs are shorter, so my legs would be longer than him, but his torso is longer than mine. So it's just so you can kind of understand. One, the most gold medals of any Olympian ever, if I'm not mistaken. Now, at 6'4", swimmer, you would think, oh, man, he should have played basketball. Mm, No, he should not. Because with short legs and a a long torso, basketball is not going to be the sport that he's going to win multiple gold medals at. It was swimming. That was his thing. Like, he was literally physically built to excel in that sport and and applied himself and genuinely did it repeatedly and won several medals. Um, but he knew that it was going to be swimming and not basketball for him, even though I'm sure he had people in his ear, hey, man, you're tall, you should play basketball. I know, I'm tall. Everyone's like, hey, you should play basketball, which I did, but I didn't win gold medals, um, and I've digressed again. <laughs> but just be honest with yourself and know that, you know, know what you're trying to accomplish and know what you're made of and and what you're working with and Here's, you know, like, how I realized for myself, like, I could dunk. Because for the longest, you, you you don't know. You're trying, you're jumping up, you're touching the net. Um, and not one leg, but two legs, right? Like, so that's how, like, you know you can dunk. But it took me to train with these jump soles and not just walk around with them. I know, like, this is, like, the super sports podcast. I do apologize if you don't like sports. Like, this is the most sports references I've ever given in a podcast. But since we're getting to know each other, you're getting it all right now. Um, the jump soles were the things that you wear on the front of your toes, so it looks like you're walking around on your tippy toes. But guys used to wear them and just walk around like, yeah, bro, where are my jump soles? That doesn't make you jump higher. So a friend of mine... You know, they were expensive. So me and my buddy, we went in halves on it, and we trained together. We would take it off, change, boom, 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 back and forth. We did the exercises with it. And that's when I saw myself be able to dunk easy. It was it was like night and day. I was like, oh, my gosh, I could just stand under the rim and jump up and dunk? These are amazing. This is not a commercial for jump soles, even though 
I can fully attest to them working just great. Um, you don't realize what you're capable of until you do work. Um, I've seen it in that simple example for myself. Um, and I want to share that with you because sometimes it's just easy to get discouraged and not simply think and be like, you know what? What if I just tried this to get that? Could be as simple as that. And that's what I wanted to let you know. So if you really want it, outsmart what's holding you back. Fight through it. Have a great week. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Would love to hear what it meant to you. Shoot me a message at Chris Lowe's Media on Twitter. Let me know you heard the podcast, and I'd love to send you an encouragement card. Thanks for your time, and have a great day.